Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Contemplations, the podcast. Um, like I said last week, we're having a two-part conversation. So for those of you who haven't listened to last week's episode, what? what go listen, go listen. Because last week I had a really great conversation, or rather I started a really great conversation with my very good friend and brother, Alex, and we were talking about nostalgia and how it has shaped our childhood, how it has shaped uh, the things we do and how we do them, and we had some pretty good nuggets there that honestly, just go, go check it out for yourself because uh, not only is it good, but it also helps set precedent for the conversation today, which is literally just a continuation of what we were talking about last week. Um, and here, Alex and I just talk about how nostalgia plays a role in in, in our society and how uh, we can show up with uh, toxic or harmful um, uh, representations or, or manifestations of nostalgia and how we can decide to let our nostalgia uh, push us towards um, a better version of ourselves. So we we did have a really enriching conversation, and I can't wait to hear. I can't wait for you to hear it. But before I uh, I, I let you jump into the audio, I just wanted to thank everyone who has listened so far and has provided feedback. I really appreciate you. Um, just encouraged to continue to listen. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. It's Contemplations, the podcast by Kinkena. And um, yeah, leave me your thoughts. Follow the page on Instagram. Like as usual, everything is on in the description box. Um, and without further ado, I will let us hop into this audio. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Hey, you. Thank you for listening to Contemplations, the podcast. I'm your host, Kinkina, and I'm so glad that you're here. I hope that by listening, you are inspired to think thoughts and ask questions that ultimately move you to a better version of yourself. Enjoy the show. Something to be nostalgic about, getting addicted to the feeling of nostalgia, mm-hmm. which is... Um, one of the things that I wanted you to speak on in terms of how you think nostalgia can be toxic, I, you raised such a good point that I really wanted you to talk about. Mm. The last time we talked about this, about how nostalgia doesn't only have to be about places. It can be about privilege or something that we mm-hmm. just are used to having that we don't have anymore. So if you can talk more about that. For sure. I think that's definitely on the rise because I think the world, the world is changing like if you look at the past 200 years it's also crazy to me that it's Mm. like you know humanity has existed for this long but it's within the past 200 years now that we are seriously having conversations Mm. and moving things forward in terms of equality between genders Mm. between Mm. um races between Mm -hmm. classes like people Mm -hmm. this conversation is really shifted in the last little Mm -hmm. while so i think yeah i think especially in in north america and europe let's say yeah i think there's a there's definitely i think we're feeling the rise of of certain things that we thought probably wouldn't rise but now we're seeing they Mm -hmm. do so like we see a lot of a lot of people who feel like something is being taken from them 
because hmm. of the shifts that are happening in the world. And I yeah. think that is one of the the playouts, the tricks of nostalgia is playing on your mind because yeah. I think people, let's say if you grew up in, in a, in a city in the States and growing up, yeah. um, if you're white, I think growing yeah. up, you would have been used to the world saying everything is from your perspective like if you mm, you know yeah. every everything will be from your perspective the news anchors yeah. will be speaking yeah. from your perspective looking out at the yeah. world and yeah. the music will be speaking from your perspective looking out at the yeah. world and yeah. so now that um things are shifting so much and everyone is is getting a voice and getting a, a chance to speak from their perspective which happens to be different mm -hmm. i think a lot of people start to feel there's this trick that's being played in their mind that yeah. they're losing something when mm. when they're not really losing anything. All they're losing is the privilege of being the main perspective in, mm -hmm. in the story. Um, yeah. And to be fair, let's be real, they're still very much yeah. the main perspective. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's, let's not pretend like we've moved that far. We're still yeah. It's early days. So yeah. I think for a lot of people, this nostalgia is like, oh, I miss, I miss the time when you could make whatever joke you wanted and not get in mm. trouble or I miss the time when you know yeah. a whole community kind of looked the same I've actually seen a lot of this it's getting more common mm. and people saying like it makes sense for communities to be all one people because wow. then we can you know we all have common values and common trust and mm. it's like whoa there's a lot to unpack yeah. there but yeah 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 <laughs> one of the main tricks that's being played on your mind is Things yeah. made sense when you were a kid and you yeah. learned to see the world through one perspective. And now you're finding yeah. out there's other ones out there and yeah. that they all carry some truth. And your perspective yeah. also carries truth, but no one has the full picture. And it's yeah. very, it undermines the identity you, you've you been built on, which is that Absolutely. I have the main kind of, that I know yeah. what's going on and I have the handle on everything. And yeah. that, that can be very destabilizing to a person and Absolutely. to communities. So. Yeah, and it's so interesting that I I think I started recently developing empathy for that mm. kind of feeling mm -hmm. because it's very easy, I think, and I don't say this lightly because like prejudice and discrimination is not a small thing and it, it shouldn't it should not exist. But I do feel empathy for mm -hmm. some people who it just like the the word destabilizing is so apt for that because mm -hmm. Even the best intentioned people, when their routine suddenly changes, not everybody adjusts well to that. And a lot of people react to that with confusion. Mm -hmm. And I also even see this. I saw this a little bit in myself. It's not the same thing, but I think the same concept. And mm -hmm. some could be, I guess, more toxic than others. But I remember in the U.S. after learning a lot of, when I used to live in the U.S. and mm -hmm. after learning a lot about just the way African-Americans were treated, mm -hmm. every time I saw like a non-African or non-African American wearing like dashikis. Mm -hmm. I got offended, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because it's something I feel like I held on to. Like my, it's my thing. Mm -hmm. It's the thing I'm missing. It's my culture. Yeah. And then I see someone just like, in my opinion, just casualizing it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, and even these, some of some, sometimes it would be like my friends, but people who had never traveled right. or lived in any African country, they just saw it at a fair because they mm -hmm. would do a lot of fairs. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, like on one hand, these people are selling it. Mm -hmm. But like, should you buy it? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you taking are you taking my culture? And I didn't know why I was feeling like that. Yeah. Um, and then when I started trying to understand how 
people who just feel ownership of their culture,、mm-hmm. whatever they've decided their culture is, I guess, in, in,、mm-hmm. in America, I guess, and maybe North America, it might it'll be privileged. That's one of the cultures. It doesn't,、mm-hmm. I don't think it's a, an overt culture, but it is a culture、mm-hmm. of like, like what you were saying. The way things are. That's just、mm-hmm. the way we do things. When I go to school, these are just the people I see.、Mm-hmm. When I watch movies, these are just the people I see. That's what I know. And then on the other hand, me from Nigeria, I interacted with Nigerian culture a lot, as much as, not as much as, but almost as much as I did、uh, with American culture、mm-hmm. because we had American and British channels,、mm-hmm. but America doesn't have Nigerian channels. They have、no. to seek it out. So the interaction is very different. And it can be annoying initially to be like, why are you so conceited? But then it's like this whole thing of the culture has been built around one group of people.、Mm-hmm. So to them, it's more of an adjustment. Like、mm-hmm. I grew up being aware of them,、mm-hmm. they did not grow up being aware、exactly. of me. Confusion, I think, is a, is a feeling that I think we should embrace more of.、Mm-hmm. I don't think people like being confused. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> But I, yeah, I, th- I think it's okay to be confused and to admit that, like, we just don't know and we're trying to figure out what the heck this is and then talk about it and、mm-hmm. figure it out. And then, even if we don't get to a Conclusion, which is, I told you, that's one of the goals of this podcast. It's not that we're getting to a resolve, but、mm-hmm. I just want people to be comfortable sitting in the idea that I don't know. I'm going to try and、mm-hmm. talk this out, think this out, figure it out. And you can leave the conversation saying, I know a bit more, but I still don't know、mm-hmm. a lot. And that's okay because you've, you've broken ground, you've made progress, and、mm-hmm. that's fine.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, in the, in the grand scheme of going back to the topic of nostalgia, like making, making sure or moving towards the more toxic parts of nostalgia where people are attached to memories that are not healthy for、mm-hmm. other people,、mm-hmm. like a memory that's good for you. And I'll talk again,、yes. I'll talk to Marika about this because、oh, I know、man. she has a lot to say about this. Like a memory that's good for you can be very bad for someone else. Yes. And so, really reevaluating how you interact with that memory,、yes. even though it's a memory that's good for you, that's like a whole other conversation that I think is helpful to talk about. But I won't, I won't go into that. I will just like, I'll jump to the next question. Let's do it. And leave that. So,、um, I wanted, I, I don't know why I keep saying I wanted to ask. I am asking you. <laughs> <laughs> My next question for you is、mm-hmm. How do you think nostalgia fits in with the idea of looking ahead? Since nostalgia is about looking behind,、yeah. how important do you think that looking behind is to looking ahead or staying in the present, even? I'll add that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's vital. I think,、mm-hmm. I think it's so important to. Here's my, my opinion, my theory, and、yeah. take it with a grain of salt. But <laughs> I think that everyone is making、yeah. their decisions and doing their actions and moving forward into the future based on、yeah. their past. We're all doing、mm. it. Like, whether you know、mm. it or not, you're basing、right. everything you do on what you've experienced so far. So,、yeah. it's super vital to actually dissect and unpack、mm. what you have experienced and what Ooh, you're feeling,、good. because otherwise, you're just going to be moving forward without knowing why you're、mm-hmm. choosing what you're choosing. So, I think、mm-hmm. nostalgia and understanding your nostalgia will、mm. really 
help people to move forward mm -hmm. in ways that they actually consider to be healthy rather than just moving right. forward in ways that might be their current habit. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I, I'm always trying to understand what it is that I miss about the different places I lived. Yeah. Um, and the, the other tricky thing about nostalgia is we're very good at forgetting the parts we didn't enjoy. Oh, my gosh, so, yes. So <laughs> it's a very one-sided look. So it's yes. important to remind that there were certain, certain things that we all struggled yeah. with in our past. Yeah. And so, but I think nostalgia has such a beautiful power of love yeah. because if huh. it stayed in you it's because you loved it and if you can figure wow. out what the actual reason you loved it was then you're yeah. learning something very important about yourself maybe that's so true like you're learning that maybe what really matters to you most over anything is a feeling of community and wow. if that's true then you should move forward and make your decisions looking for genuine feelings of community um yeah. because your heart is is yearning for it but actually yeah. understanding what is it that i miss what is it that i'm yeah. looking for what is it that i long for because yeah. the 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 foolish oh that's bold of me to say but the foolish way <laughs> to do this is to think that yeah. the better thing you're looking for is actually still in the past it's not there mm, it's gone wow. it's changed it's moved oh. it never even really existed because it was just your perception oh, of it bro. so instead just look for it in your future and yeah. you're gonna find a lot more of that happiness that is so incredibly good oh my gosh that that like literally I'm going to snippet that. That's so great. Because I was literally having a conversation with my brother yesterday. Mm -hmm. And um, he was, because he also does music, like you you mm -hmm. know. And he was like bouncing some, doing, I don't know the terminology. I don't do music. But he was working on a bounce, apparently, mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of a song that we used to listen to in our parents' car when mm -hmm. we were on a road trip. It reminded me of a specific memory. Mm -hmm. And it was very interesting that I was telling him about the memory and my, my, my <sighs> recollection of the memory involved like the food I ate or something like mm -hmm. just me. I was, I didn't really remember what was going on with other people in the mm -hmm. car, like my mom, my dad, and my brother. Mm -hmm. And my brother's recollection of that exact same memory had to do with me. Mm -hmm. And it called me out a little bit. Interesting. Because it's it's like it's like a potential for selfishness that I didn't know existed mm -hmm. when I was a kid, right? Because mm -hmm. I was we were all four of us in the car. We had this great memory. I vaguely remember what everyone else was doing, but my brother remembered that um, my dad had bought something for me, a CD for me, and that my mom didn't want me to play it, mm -hmm. and my dad wanted me to play it. Mm -hmm. I didn't remember that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I, I totally forgot about that and I just was sitting on the oh our mom made us listen to this <laughs> I didn't even remember the context behind right. that but then it just it like what you said made me remember this in terms of what you remember how you interact with your nostalgia really says a lot about who you are mm -hmm. so that really for me encourages me to in the memories I'm building now in terms of thinking of how to move forward mm -hmm. when I'm interacting with people really be present in what they are also experiencing mm -hmm. Because in the future, I'm going to look back mm -hmm. and I want to be able to remember their experiences as well as mine mm -hmm. and not it just being about me. Because my own goal for my life mm -hmm. is to be a more selfless person as mm -hmm. I move forward in life. So that's a I beautiful think, goal. Yeah, I, uh, that, I was even going to say that because you and I like when we talk, people who think alike, when we talk, it it it, it can almost we might almost forget that not everybody has the same ideals that mm -hmm. we do. You know, because now we're talking about like how you want to be better, how you want to be toxic. Some mm. people are just trying to be toxic. <laughs> like 
Some Yo. people's like motto is to- hashtag toxicity. And I don't I don't understand it, but like some people are like that. So I guess at that that point I would probably just encourage people you can try mm-hmm. just taste and see what it feels like to not be toxic and see mm-hmm. if you like it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be great. It and doesn't just, hurt. It does yeah, it doesn't hurt. Because the thing is lots of people suffer from one person being toxic mm-hmm. which which is that's another thing like I'll, I'll talk about another day but i've always interacted with the idea of how or thought about the idea of how we can really just be trying to live our own lives mm-hmm. and the decisions we're making as much as we think it's about us they really impact so many people yeah like we have so much more influence that than sometimes we're willing to admit yeah you know which is why I think it's very important to talk about things like this and how they affect us because ultimately they'll affect the things we do and the things we do, I believe, affect so many other people. For so sure. I think we should really just be conscious of how we're showing up in the world because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one thing to think about something. and But like uh, there's somewhere in the Bible that I remember reading mm-hmm where it says as as a person thinks so they are mm-hmm. so like your thoughts essentially affect how you show up mm-hmm. and i've always wondered about how that plays in into a world full of billions of people how we just show up and we're like nobody can control our minds mm-hmm. i mean for, for most people and then we just come with our own thoughts and show up that way mm-hmm. and i don't know it's very interesting to me it, but um it is it's a huge it's a huge uh these are huge concepts and thank you for the reminder as well like this is just the two of us talking so it's like yeah i think there's so many other perspectives out there there's so many other ways to see this and and the thing that often happens when two people who kind of seem to be thinking similarly on something um they often end up coming to the conclusion that they're right (laughs) like yeah in some great like we are we are correct (laughs) like yeah we have the truth and it's like well no we don't (laughs) We, yeah. we found something we thought was pretty cool, but uh, yeah. like there's so much more to be added and to be taken away even yeah. from some things that we said that probably weren't accurate before we actually reached yeah. some truth. So yeah. that's why I think this uh, podcast like this, I'm really grateful you, you've made it because I think Thank people you. who are listening should also yeah. be bringing their truth to this and thinking about it from Absolutely. their perspective um, yeah. because that, that just adds so much more to the conversation. Exactly. Because we've we've talked about our own experiences with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But like I said, someone can be listening to this and be having a whole different interaction with the idea of mm-hmm. nostalgia mm-hmm. and may mm-hmm. relate with some of the things we're sharing and other things are like, ah, no, actually I had the opposite mm-hmm. <laughs> feeling of this, which I think is very interesting. And my goal is just to have more conversations like this to really just hear those perspectives because they do exist they do exist like where people think differently about Mm -hmm. different things and it's not that really one person is wrong or Mm -hmm. the other person is right it's just that they're interacting very differently with the thing i tend to believe there are some topics where there is like there is the truth out there but we as human beings Mm -hmm. because i don't think i mean i think we're smart but i don't think we're that Mm -hmm. smart like sometimes it takes us time to get there and yeah on the path to getting there, we're just like, I don't know, just toying around with all these different ideas, fighting about who's right or wrong, and then find mm-hmm. out that neither of us really had the full picture. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. usually ends up being something like that. But I think that the journey itself is interesting to just mm-hmm. try and discover like what is 
what is this thing like mm-hmm. that we're interacting with? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm going to move on to the last question now. I'm ready. Um, which you've pretty much answered all my questions, but I did want, I learned this in school and I think mm-hmm. it's a great, it's a great question. When, when, when my, um, what's her, is she an editor? Yeah. Anyway, I volunteer <laughs> for something in school and the person who really helps me, like mm-hmm. teaches me all the media stuff. She was like, when you're interviewing people, you should ask, is there anything else you'd like to add? Because it gives them space ah. to say things that are important to them. And I was like, oh yeah, that's so cool. So I've started, I've incorporated that in my practice. That's, is there anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> there is one thing. Um, from like a personal level, because I've yeah. been thinking about this a lot. And one of the reasons why I've started actually thinking about nostalgia more is because Mm -hmm. of my wife because she always Mm -hmm. she's the one who helps me understand what I'm actually thinking and feeling because I'm Mm. I'm there thinking and feeling it but I don't know I'm Mm. thinking and feeling it until she Mm. tells me um so yeah I think there was especially like early on in our marriage I would I would Mm. often like there'd be days I just get kind of sad I'd get mm. a bit nostalgic for something. And I'd mm. say that, like, I was able to communicate that. She'd be like, oh, why mm. are you sad? And I'd be like, oh, I miss this. Mm. And and she'd be like, okay. And then with time, she I don't even remember how she did it, but she kind of, like, advised me or taught me to, when I'm feeling sad or nostalgic, mm. to to feel it. Like, mm. to let, to wow. rather than be like... Oh, I'm missing when I was 10 years old and I used to do this with my friends in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Well, let's move on. I should do the dishes mm. now. She'd be like, no, <laughs> go and sit with that wow. and remember it and feel it and like go through yeah. the emotions of it. And I yeah. can't, I, I'm still too early on in this process to know why I think this is important. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's it's been super helpful for me. And so now yeah. often something will, will will trigger some sort of nostalgia and then I'll go and I'll sit somewhere yeah. or lie down and I'll just play yeah. some songs from from when I was a kid that I miss yeah. so much that make me feel even more and I go deeper into the yeah. into the oh, wow. bittersweetness and yeah I think it's really helpful because I don't know all the reasons why I think it's helpful yet but one of mm. them is that it's a really beautiful reminder that we have felt yeah. love for things wow. like I yeah. When I sit there and I'm so sad that being so sad can only come from having loved so much. Like you mm. don't get so sad yeah. over something that didn't matter to you. Yeah. So it's like, I think for me, it's been a healthier way to engage yeah. with nostalgia, to engage with sadness over things you've lost. And that would be my yeah. my question is for, for everyone, including myself, who yeah. is struggling with some negative forms of nostalgia and toxic yeah. forms of nostalgia to like try yeah. and feel those emotions, but look at it in terms of what is it that I love so much that mm. I don't have and maybe wow. find some new answers in that rather than kind of staying closed off and thinking, well, I miss mm. this at a superficial level and it's because of globalization or it's because of mm. political correctness or it's because yeah. like these are very superficial things. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like if you're feeling yeah. something that deeply, it's because mm. you're feeling something that deeply. Like you love yeah. something so much. So what it, what is yeah. it? Let's explore. Wow. Mm, I love that. Oh my gosh. That was such a great way. <laughs> such a great way to end this. And Thank you for plugging Marika in because I think, not I think, I know for a fact she's one of the most brilliant people Mm. I've ever met. And 
And I, and I think that's very powerful. I'm really excited for the listeners to get to listen to her because she, she's not a person of a lot of words, Mm-mm. but she just like her, she's just a very power. I just consider her a very powerful person because mm-hmm. her mind, yeah, just being able to be, being able to understand that you have to sit in your emotion. It sounds basic now that mm-hmm. we're practicing it, mm-hmm. but before you're, before you start doing that, you don't even know that you have that option available to you. And a lot of people don't, right? They just think, yeah, I really, I don't know. I really miss this. Oh, well, we move, yeah. as we say. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> and it's like, I think, like the entire genders, like the entire male gender has yeah. been taught to not sit in their emotions. Mm, entire cultures facts. are very facts, much facts. not into to sitting in their emotions. This is yeah. the life that we've built for ourselves for one reason or another. But yeah, it's, it's a simple thing that is not yeah. like natural i think to most people because we've been told don't sit in your emotions you're just going to be paralyzed you're not going to do anything go and do something productive it'll make you feel better yeah it probably will but also like take a second and understand what you're actually feeling so that you don't just walk around blindly hurting people without realizing that it's because you're actually sad about something from 20 years ago (laughs) exactly because then we become salty and then we're just like irritable and we don't even know why, because we've, for me, that, that used to happen to me a lot. It still does sometimes, but mm-hmm. I'm more conscious of it, where I'd be just upset. I'm not even sure why, mm-hmm. but if I really take that time to sit, mm-hmm. then I remember that like a few hours ago, I did say I was missing something or I was sad about mm-hmm. something. And I didn't actually address that. I was just yeah. like, ah, I don't have time for this. And then it just shows up yeah. <laughs> in the rest of my day, just being unnecessarily annoyed at things. Yeah. Um, and that's not helpful for people. So like the other thing I wanted to mention with that is just for us, at least to, um, for those of us who have this, cause I realize not everyone ha- has this to be grateful for being surrounded by people who provide an environment mm-hmm. to allow us mm-hmm. to feel, because like you said, whole cultures have been built around rub some dirt in it and move mm-hmm. on. Like mm-hmm. people, there are people who don't have a safe environment to just, Uh, like just be to feel what they're feeling and i think that is very dangerous because now we live in a generation of adults who were built that way and you meet someone i think now that's why i've been learning not to be very angry with people if people like do me dirty or do something i feel like they shouldn't do like i'll be salty for maybe the first week or so Mm -hmm. but ultimately my goal is to just be like i don't know why they showed up the way they did mm-hmm. or didn't. Mm-hmm. And, and I just hope that they can heal from whatever that was because it must be sad mm-hmm. to to not be able to <laughs> mm-hmm. to consider others in this way. It's You know what I mean? I it's sad mean. to have people not call you out, to not allow you be, to mm-hmm. not just be there for you. So, I, yeah. I, I love that you you say that, to like be grateful for people who are making this space for your yeah. for you to feel your emotion. Like, and I also think we might not all have that, have people yeah. understanding that and if you don't as well it, it might also help to think of how can you be that person for mm, people oh, around wow. you yes, because yes, everyone yes, like yes. this I, I don't know why i'm gonna expose them on a podcast but my <laughs> i went camping with my my brothers like a while back yeah and we all grew up you know with the same in, environments and the same cultures around us and everything and we don't really talk about yeah. our emotions that much and nah. and so at, at one point we were driving back and I was just like, okay, let me ask a question. So I just asked, <clears throat> I just uh, asked these three 
handsome men. Yeah. I was like, do you guys ever get, <laughs> do you guys ever get sad? And everyone had the same reaction. So everyone firstly thought I was asking because I was sad. So they're like, is everything oh. okay? Like, what's wrong? Like, you know, like the first thought yeah. was you would only ask that because mm, like something's, something's wrong. wrong and you want to share. And I was like, no, there's yeah. nothing really wrong with me. I was just wondering if you guys ever get sad. And then one by one, they just opened up and we're just like, yeah, I get wow. sad about this sometimes. I get sad about that. And then we just wow. had a really nice conversation. Oh, but wow. I don't like we, we kind of have to start those conversations. Yeah. They, they don't just yeah. happen. And I think mm. like they're all very caring guys. Like, yeah. It's not like they're all these yeah. like really rough people. No. But yeah. even for someone caring, it might not be it might just not just happen that you have a conversation like that. It's good to exactly. ask a question and, and exactly. start one. That is. Oh, my gosh. And, and I'm thank you for that encouragement because it's true. Like we all need that reminder to when we have something good, share the good news with other people. Mm-hmm. For example, like with someone like my brother, like I said, if you meet him, mm-hmm. you will really think he just has mm-hmm. no iota of emotion in mm-hmm. his body. He just, that's just the way he shows up. Right. But he's very caring and I've had to make him, it was hard initially. And so I'm saying that to say it can be hard. It's not like it's super easy. And then you just go around telling people, feel, feel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they just start feeling like that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. But it took me just being patient because I knew the value I found in feeling Mm -hmm. and communicating my feelings. Mm -hmm. And it took me patience to just be like, hey, I'm here, I'm here. And it it was a long time of me saying, I'm here, I'm here, Mm -hmm. I'm here. And then one day, briefly, little by little, He'll just be like, well, this is how I feel about this. And he actually, I offended him Mm -hmm. (laughs) last month. Of course. And I I know, (laughs) when am I not offending someone? (laughs) No, no, I just meant because you're siblings, not you specifically. (laughs) But I I, I do too. I just like offend people (laughs) in love, in Uh love. Uh Um, But he, he communicated that to me. He was like, hey, sis, can I talk to you? You did this and it made me feel this way. And like Loki, I know. Like overall, I started with being salty and then I was like, mad respect. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that with me. Like this is, It's so much better you. than the alternative, which is yeah. they feel that forever and they don't tell you and you don't know that it happened. Like it's so much yes. better for everyone to know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And honestly, I'm trying to be that person too because it is very hard for me sometimes to just be like, hey you did this and it made me feel this way but it's so helpful and like i don't want to go off topic but this is literally going back to the topic of nostalgia Mm -hmm. which if there are things that you find safety in from Mm -hmm. the past that are not really good there's a there's a way to Mm -hmm. like i think there's a way to gradually let them go to give way Mm -hmm. to build better memories if that makes sense like because today's Today's experiences would be tomorrow's nostalgic memories. Mm -hmm. And so if we notice something flawed with yesterday's nostalgic memories, Mm -hmm. we should allow it to fuel us to build better memories from today Mm -hmm. so that tomorrow when we look back on today, we're a little happier (laughs) with what we're remembering and how we're interacting with that. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that is a very solid place to end, I think. Oh my gosh. This was so fun. Wise words from Alex and Kinkina. Thank you so much for creating this space. Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you so, I was so, like, I cannot even, I mean, I told you this, I was going to say I can't say it enough, but I did say it and I keep saying it. Mm -hmm. I was so excited to have this conversation because these are conversations I feel like we have regularly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my gosh, guys, that was so fun. 
that was so fun thank you so much for listening all the way till the end um it was such an absolute honor and pleasure to talk to alex and uh i really had such a blast having this conversation with him and i really hope that um overall you were able to um if you haven't already like if you haven't before just thought about nostalgia and um i hope you can be thinking about how nostalgia shows up in your life how it has um influenced some of the decisions you've made some of the ways that you think about things and i would love to hear about your own experiences with nostalgia um if you don't mind sharing you can send me a message um on instagram at contemplations the pod or you can send me an email at contemplations the pod at gmail.com and uh once again i am your host kinkina i'm so glad that you hung out with me today and i will see you or not see you <laughs> but i will talk to you next week on another episode of contemplations the podcast have a lovely day night or whatever time it is wherever you are and yeah stay thinking <laughs> ciao